Awesome. Welcome to another episode of Fight the Burnout. Sorry, I got a bit of laughter going on. Jasmine and I were having a bit of a crack up before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> this will be the last episode of this season uh, where we are interviewing you know, everybody and anybody. Uh, next season, it's going to be targeted towards first responders and law enforcement as you know, they are in one of the most stressful positions, especially the last couple of years. So we're going to interview a whole bunch of them. We've got a whole bunch of really good people on the books. But today, today we've got Jasmine back, my very good friend. I love Jasmine and also her boyfriend, partner, whatever she calls him, uh, Brad, who's a mentor of mine, a very good friend, and we've slept in the same tent together in times. So we're all very close here. And so I wanted to get Jasmine back because on the last episode that we did, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. We talked a little bit about um, traveling and solo travel and um, the importance of traveling and just moving around. And so we decided to hop back on here and have a conversation around what it means, uh, you know, and how it can help you, uh, whether that be, you know, with the restrictions that are going on right now, wherever you are in the world, whether it be just traveling in your own little country in your own little city or being able to travel overseas, depending on where you are uh, in the U.S. Very lucky you can travel around all over the place. And I've done a lot of travel there and it's very nice here in New Zealand. You got some nice things, but it's a lot smaller. Uh, so no matter where you are, we can apply this to it. So, um, yeah, Jasmine, thanks for being here again. And I want to hear about what is the number one travel kind of, when you think about that soul-finding travel trip, what's yours? Mine was California. Yeah, I was, uh, it was after I left my nine to five and was building a business. I should say trying to build a business because I don't know. I guess I did to some extent build a business, but I thought, oh my gosh, I changed all my circumstances, right? I changed my career. I changed where I live. I dumped my boyfriend. Like I didn't have any of that baggage anymore. So why the heck am I still having such a hard time emotionally? And there was a Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within, that someone brought up on a call I was on. It was just like a business call. Never heard of the guy before. And my best friend and I were like, we're going to go to that. And it was in San Jose, California, which is north. It's kind of near, it's nearish to San Francisco, the Bay Area. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to like make a trip of this, which honestly was probably just my lack mindset around if I have to buy a trip to California, buy a ticket, a plane ticket to California, I better like get the most out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I honestly think that was my, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's do that. And, um, so I flew to San Diego and traveled up the coast for three weeks and landed in San Jose, went to the event and then flew out of San Jose. And the whole time I was alone. I mean, I met up with friends along the way for sure, but it was just about me reconnecting. I call it my soul adventure because it was when the first, one of the first time, well, really the first time that I went on a long extended trip just with myself and I worked while I was there. It's not like I was off the whole time, but it was really just about reconnecting who I am, what I want, what I stand for you know, turning off all of my current influences of family, friends, etc., and just like going out to a place where I can just, you know, reconnect with me. So that's what, I mean, there's been others since then, but that was the, that's the like the first one. 
That's the one that your mind goes to when you think yeah. of Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What'd you learn from it? I learned that I love silence. Mm. I learned that I am a powerful manifester. Mm. I learned that I really like myself. <laughs> you say you like, really like yourself. Is it that you really, you really like just who you are or that you like being on your own? I like being on my own. I like spending time with myself. I like spending time in my own energy without any other kind of interferences. Um, and yeah, I learned that California is like definitely a soul destination for myself. For sure. I only found this years later, but they have this thing called astrocartography. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. Okay. So you're familiar with like, if I say, Hey, what's your sign? You would tell me. Aries. Okay. Cool. So now the Aries, right? That what your what's your sign is the sign that the sun was in at the moment of your birth. Yeah. But we have all these other planets. And so when you map all those planets and where they were, like which, you know, are they in Aries? Are they in Sagittarius? Are they in Virgo? Are they in Leo, etc.? You get a more complete picture of who you are because these different planets rule different aspects of you. Now the sun sign is like uh kind of like the sign of the personality people say it's like how people perceive you how people see you and um astrocartography takes that and puts it on a map of the world and you have lines so these different lines running through different locations my sun sign runs directly through san diego uh, I it also that. runs directly through Lisbon, which is another place I went to. And I just felt so alive and like myself and like, oh my God, like I'm home, right? Like we've had that sensation before when you go to a place and you, you weren't expecting it. Yeah. Well, then I found astrocartography and I was like, holy cow, there's this stuff is real because I, my sense, the sensation I felt with being in those two places really was like, so lit up, super turned on, super bright. Just like, I feel like the most me version of me. Hmm. So it was fascinating. I'm going to look into that because I'm, intrigued. I'm intrigued on that. Because mm -hmm. I wonder if Kristen's has something to do with Hawaii because she's like that with Hawaii. Um, you know, the first time we went to Hawaii, she was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's crazy how, it's crazy how, you know, we find these different things. So how'd you find that there? Like I don't even happen? remember. I think I just stumbled upon it. Mm, interesting. I, I maybe an Instagram post or a friend was mentioned it. I don't even remember, but yeah, it was a it was a fascinating discovery. Why do you think that trip was so so like is so impactful for you? I think it was shedding the all the layers of being you know being in a classroom, being in a low income classroom working 80 hour weeks, just grinding, grinding, grinding for those years and going through trauma and not really having the tools to deal with trauma. Um, and put that on back of, you know, uh, an upbringing and a college experience, which had a lot of pressure to it, you know, pressure to perform, achieve, overachieve, be an A player. And it was like the first time I could go and just be me without worrying about what people around me are thinking, without worrying who I'm supposed to be for someone else, without like 
all the pressure. It was just like all the pressure was released and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever the fuck I wanted. Like I didn't have to answer to anyone else or anything else. It was just like space. It was pure space. And so it was just shedding all that stuff and realizing, oh, like the only reason I do that is because of that. It was very like heightened my awareness around a lot of my patterns as well, but I could just let them go because I could easily see what they were because of the contrast of being completely like on my own, you know, in a new place with new environment, new surroundings and my thought patterns, they couldn't stay the same because there was all this new external input. So when I settled, if something snapped back into an old pattern, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Why did I, why do I normally think like that? Hmm. I don't normally do that. Did, when you, when you left, did you, uh, did you have an idea of what you kind of wanted to accomplish as such, or there was like some sort of outcome you wanted from that trip or. Uh, I did name it my soul adventure before I went, I think. Uh And it was about like, I did have an intention to like rediscover myself and reinvent myself. Yeah. No, the reason I asked that is because it's, it's very similar to like mine, like, you know, mine, but for those that Mm -hmm. haven't listened or haven't listened to episode one, but you know, when I left the police, same thing, I was, I was broken. Like I will say I was broken, Yes. Mm -hmm. very broken, very, lots of trauma. didn't know who I was, didn't know any of it. And, uh, I went through a bunch more pain to go, I'm going on a trip and I'm going to go ride a motorcycle around the U S and, uh, same thing. I, I named it. I don't know if I named it before I left, but I knew I put a task on it that I'm going to go find myself again. And so that's what I did. And Mm -hmm. it's the same exact thing. It was like, I am going to go find myself. And so the whole purpose, the whole everything that came about during the trip was finding myself, you know, finding, talking with people, telling my story, talking to, ran into cops. And I identified, Hey, I don't want to be like that cop. That's 40 years in the job. That's now retired and looks mm-hmm. exactly like who I don't want to be. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that's just, wow. The, no. Uh, and had, you know, talked to people, I realized, you know, you liked being alone. I realized that I like being alone at times, but I like being around people. I like having people around. I like to be able to, even if it's just that we're all just sitting in the same room doing nothing, I still like and to have people around. And I'm like, like my favorite thing is when Brad goes on trips. Because yeah. even just having him, even if I'm alone, but having him in the house gives me a different energy than like if he's gone yeah. <laughs> from the house and like for more than a day. I love the pieces. But it's very like is invigorating for me. Yeah, I like so, I, I like having people around that we're doing like just I like having people around. But then at the same time, same I do like that as well. There's times where I'm like, no, everybody just gone, and that's again I think that's what like on the motorcycle, it was uh, I'm on my own. But then I'd be places and I'd be like, okay, where are the people? <laughs> where are the people? I want to meet people, and so then I ended up, you know, meeting other guys on the motorcycle trip and that. And so I realized that I like doing that, and I like bringing people together. And you do, you start to recognize these things when you go on these. And you know, the whole purpose of this episode is to talk about the importance of doing these trips, you know, and doing sometimes doing them alone. I still do it now. Just after New Year's, I went and did a trip on my own. Went and saw my friend because again, I want to see people. Went and stayed with my friends, but then during the day. Even though they were off work, I'd go off and I'd do motorcycle ride for the whole day, five, six hours mm-hmm. of riding. 
And yeah. I'd come back and I'd see people. <laughs> and so you, you find these different things. If you can go and do these trips on your own and do like more than just a couple of days, you'll really start to, I feel, you'll really start to find you. You'll really find what you enjoy, what you don't. And then you can bring it back to your normal world or your everyday world and apply it. And then sometimes you fall off of it and you go back to those old habits and then you got to go do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there are ways to baby step into it. Like, um, like, do you know, Liz Gilbert, she wrote eat, pray, love. I know the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's the author. She also has written a book called big magic, which is all about tapping into the power of your creativity. And she slipped in there very like subtly, but I, I caught it because I know it to be true for myself also is like, just take yourself out to breakfast once a week. Mm. Just you just take yourself out to breakfast once a week and you will be amazed at what comes into your life because just that time to honor you yourself, take yourself in a journal just to breakfast once a week. Um, what would you say to someone who's like afraid? Cause I get this a lot is, especially for women, but I have like a lot of people have said, I could never do that. I could never go on a trip by myself. Like I could never do that. What would you say to them? I'd ask them why. And, and usually they don't even know. They're just no. like, I just, I've never done it before. I, I don't, I just don't think I could do that. I'd ask, I'd ask why, what's, what, what, what's the fear? What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And this is where the coaching side kind of starts to come out, but anybody can do it. You can, you know, if you are a good friend with somebody, you'll ask questions of somebody and their decision-making and what they're doing, not from a place of, you know, better, but from a place of letting them discover things. So for me, I'd be like, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. And I'd also ask, what is the worst that can happen? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know for women, it's different than guys, especially going off into areas. My mom did, after I did my trip, my mom did a year around the U.S. in a car. She bought a car. She went over there, bought a van, kitted out with a mattress in the back, and did travel all around the whole U.S. pretty much on her own, single woman. She had some mm-hmm. sketchy times where she's like, actually looking back on that, holy crap, that was a drug deal. Holy crap, that person could have killed me. Holy crap, that, but she's like, and but she didn't have those thoughts when going into it because the purpose of the trip was greater than the fear mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. So I would ask, what are you afraid of? Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is what's the pain you're avoiding. Yeah. And so much, so many times we're focused more on the pain that we're avoiding than like being open to the magic that's waiting for us. Yeah. The outcome that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, as a woman, don't be stupid you know use like that gut, you know use that gut feeling women have the best gut feeling and guys get in their head way too much women can sit in their heart and their gut so easily right it's like don't be stupid if if it's dark maybe don't go out yeah. unless you have people yeah. you know, like know where the car is have a lay of the land like all those things my dad taught me growing up you know like don't be an idiot, Jasmine, right? <laughs> like, like real life, real, you know, real life, such things that support are supportive. But it's also like, I just think being afraid of the world, how, how is you're, that? Certain? If you're afraid of the world, like, this is what I 
you know, coaching people all the time. I'm constantly going, you know, where else does this pop up in your life? Because we know that if you're honest with yourself, we know that if one thing's happening in one place, it's going to be happening somewhere else as well. So if you're afraid of going off and being on your own, where else are you afraid? And is it the same fear? Mm-hmm. And you know? I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people is they're afraid to be alone. They yes. say, I'm afraid of the travel, but they're not really. That's kind of exciting to them. They're afraid to be with, like truly be with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's easier to go on a trip with a friend. Right. And it's like, truly be with yourself and then see your own shit because you will. And then be like, I love you anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, people are, there's so much easy. It's so much easier for somebody to go on a trip with somebody else because then they don't have to sit within themselves. Mm-hmm. And, but and man, like, when you do that, yeah. Oh, the other side of that is like, you have a confidence that no one can touch. Like if you really know yourself and you went on this journey or multiple journeys and you saw your crap and you realize you're doing all these things for all the wrong reasons and you can look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, sister, that's okay. I love you anyway. And we're going to get through this. And I freaking believe in you. You like, wow, the confidence that comes on the other end. And when that you have that confidence, what that opens up for you in your, in your health, in your relationships, in your career, in your business, like it's exponential it's exponential when you can actually you can face your own fears you know Mm -hmm. face your own demons as i call them Mm -hmm. you know i I remember the day i walked in to date with destiny Mm -hmm. i still had the anxiety around crowds Mm -hmm. if you've never been to a date with destiny like mine comes from my policing sure so you know and the what ifs and the the suicide bombers and the threats and the this that and the other thing even though there's security when you go in i sat there and i watched them and i went this guy does not have a clue what he's doing when it came to the security and searching bags i was like what the hell and but and so my police brain and police thing was going crazy the day i walked in so for those that aren't familiar with date with destiny it is a it used to be not so much anymore but it used to be a the one that i went to 5000 people in a conference room of all walks of life. And I walked in there and I went 5,000 people. Oh my God, this is um, okay. But then I went and again, from my soul searching trip, I had to force myself once again to talk to people I didn't know or possibly didn't trust. I've got a really good story. Remind me to tell you a story about a gas station. Okay. <laughs> about a gas station? Yeah. What's that? I have a story about a gas station well, too. Well, there we go. We're going to have to talk about the story about <laughs> the gas stations, but um. And it's because it was a pivotal changing moment in my life, the gas station story. But so I walked into date with destiny with all these people and I stopped for a second. My wife actually turned and went, you okay? And I went, I will be. Because I, again, I, I, I focused on, I need the purpose. The, why am I here? Why is that coming up? And I went, okay, these people are here to better themselves just like I am. So the chance is very slim. And then the end of the first day, he has everybody put in their thing that they have done the, that they classify as the worst thing in the world that they've ever done. And there's people in there that have done, like, as a cop, I'm sitting there going, whoa, these people need to be locked the fuck up. (laughs) And then I went, well, wait a second. All these people are here to better themselves. And they wouldn't put that piece of paper in the thing and let him read them if they were not wanting to change. 
And so that kind of shifted and changed me. And I went, I know what I need to do. If something goes bad, I know what I need to do. And there's this two people. I just need to know where my mom is and where my wife is. And I can, we'll make it, I'll make shit happen because I've got training. So you rely on what you do know as well as, you know, when you have those fears. Uh, now the story about the gas station. Um, I was, I pulled up into a gas station on my motorcycle and at, I had bungees that held my bag to the back of the bike. So you could literally, if somebody wanted to steal my shit, you just cut the bungees and walk away with my bag. That's literally mm-hmm. was that simple. Uh, or just unclip the bungees and walk away with my bag. And so I was at this gas station and I stopped to fill it with gas and there's a homeless guy sitting just by the front door. And my police brain, those fears, those irrational stuff that I was trying, uh, I was purposely working on, uh, went, oh my God, he's going to try and steal my bag. And so instead of actually going, okay, well, I'm just going to drive to a gas station or I'm going to, this person's bad. Instead, what I did is I faced that fear and I went and I talked to the guy. And I went, okay, cool. I went, hey, how's it going? Interacted with him. Again, training side of stuff. Interact with somebody. Look at them. If they're, if they're, if you think that it's possibly a threat, look at them 90% of the time. They don't, they won't do anything because they know that you've looked at them and you can identify them. So I did. I said, hi, blah, blah, blah. And then I went inside and I paid for the gas and I came outside and I went, Chris, you're staying in your old patterns. You're not mm-hmm. changing. This is not changing. This is staying in your old fears of everything else. And so instead, I completely shifted and changed myself 100%. And I went up to the guy and I went, how's it going? Sat down, had a conversation with him. Turns out he's a vet, has had, again, the normal story that you hear. As you know, had stuff, you know, struggled to get back onto his feet and that. And so I sat there and I talked with him. And went, it was first thing in the morning, I went, I, you know, do you drink coffee? And he's like, yeah. I was like, cool, come on in, I'll get you a coffee. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. Took in, I was like, and get anything else that you want food-wise. Now... I was doing this trip on a budget, had like $50 a day that included gas to kind of spend. But I was like, just get whatever you want. And he, he grabbed a coffee and he's like, oh, I'm good. I was like, no, dude, like grab some other stuff, like whatever you kind of need in that. And he did. And then we sat down and had another conversation further about like his life and about my story and about all these different things. And what it taught me was face your fucking fears mm-hmm. and face them head on and uncover them and figure out where they come from. Because once you can actually unlock that, then you can actually do so much more good. You have mm-hmm. so much more potential because you're not sitting in this, oh, that person's bad, so I just have to stay away from them. And so that's kind of the moral of my gas station thing. And so after that, it was like every gas station I was at, I was talking to people. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it literally, it changed me right then and there because I was like, People aren't bad. People are just their circumstance. You know, they have had circumstances happen just like I had. You know, people could have looked at me as a bad person for years. But, you know, so, yeah. What was your what was what was your gas station story? Kind of similar. I was driving across the country. We were in Memphis. Had Junie in the backseat. It's my pit bull. And Memphis, you know, I was staying in a decent part of town, but it was weird. It was like one street would look like totally normal and safe. And the next street looked really dodgy. So I turned, I guess a corner. I don't know. I pulled into this gas station. It doesn't look like a great gas station, but like, I'm trying to get on the road. It's fine. It's close. I I pull in, I start gassing or I step out of my car. And as I'm stepping out of my car to go around to gas up the tank, I hear this 
doom, 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 bass. And you can hear this car coming from like a long way away. Next thing you know, this car pulls in, pulls into the gas uh, bay next to me. It's like this blue Ford expedition and totally beat up, banged up. Like one of the windows was blown out, right? And this guy gets out and he, he kind of comes around the corner, right? Because our cars are parallel enough that when he's gassing up his tank, he can see me and we can kind of see each other. So by this point, I'd put my gas in the tank or put the, put the nozzle in the tank and I'm walking around to get back in my car because my dad, you know, like, don't be stupid. Car, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least then you're in the car. You can get away if you need to drive. Yeah. Um, and so the guy's gassing up his tank and he's looking at Junie because she's adorable. And then he's looking at me and he's kind of trying to figure me out. Right. And then he opens up his mouth to talk to me and he has the biggest drill I have ever seen. <laughs> Just like bald man in a white tank top, you know, black guy, probably like 35, like muscles, Memphis, middle of the summer. And he goes, he starts talking about Juniper. And I'm like, yeah, that's my dog. You want to pet her? Come on over, come pet her. <laughs> you know, and so he comes and pets her. And we start talking about Juniper and then. You know, I go to get my gas tank out and he says to me, he's kind of in, as we're partying, he's like, do you have a man? Now, this is where most women would cut and run. They'd get scared. They'd run away, you know. But at this point, I've built a little rapport with this guy. We are safe. There's public watching. And um, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I do. Because I was dating a guy in California. So I was like, yeah, I do. And he goes, I don't know what, where, why he's not with you, but you need to be careful around here. And I was like, all right, thank you for that. He's like, God bless. You have a great day. I love your dog. And I was like, you, you got it. And so I think it just goes to show like a lot of women when we're traveling, especially alone, we automatically think that men are the enemy, mm. especially based on what they look like. Mm. And it's just not true. He was looking out for me the whole time he was there because he was looking out for me mm. not because he now i've had encounters that go the opposite direction so i'm not saying this is true all the time i'm not saying just blind faith that every man out there is good because that's not true same thing for women right but i am saying that um kind of what you're saying that like just because someone looks a certain way doesn't always match what's going on and so you know, and it's like me, like freaking little white chick, who knows what white women have done to him? Mm. You know, like who freaking knows what his past looks like? And yet he was still there willing to like look out for me. Yeah. You don't know me. And, you know, and the, and the funniest thing is, is that, you know, he could have been, he could have been that gang banger guy that was like, you know, does all this kind of horrible stuff. But yet, and this is where, I, you know, that gut feeling that I was saying comes mm -hmm. in. You know, your initial thing was from your past was, oh, not, he's scary, stay away, run away. And not even from my past, but just from a sense of like, he's bigger and stronger than yeah. me. We'll yeah. stop. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like I've, I taught in Detroit, I taught in Nashville. I have met more wonderful, amazing African American black dads than I can even count. Like, truly. So it's like I do have that 
conception that that preconception but yeah it was just you know you got to be smart like yeah these dudes are bigger and stronger and can overpower you and if if, if this was in dark at nighttime without anybody oh, around i would have totally responded. different yeah totally different situation and so it is is listening to that but you know by doing these we come back to the whole you know purpose of this you know conversation today the whole point is the soul the single traveling if you know being smart as we've always said can unlock your you know true potential true mm-hmm. findings true beliefs things that you are like oh my god i didn't realize this before or oh my god i have this pattern or i do this thing or you know i don't need to do this or hey there's an area of my life that has a massive gap and i need to learn how to overcome it you know mm-hmm. for example if you are that scared of people and guys and that figure out what you need to do one mentally but two also physically if you're Mm -hmm. that fearful of it go build some confidence do some martial arts yeah you know take a self-defense class take a self-defense class or two (laughs) or three or four you know get get your black belt you know whatever it is but it's 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 but without having those kind of experiences you you'll never know Mm -hmm. and so really you know these trips are so important. Like I still do them to this day, as you know, just after New Year's went and did my own, you know, and I have such a supportive wife. That's like, yeah, sweet, go, <laughs> go. And she knows that I need it. She knows that yeah. I need it. Same thing with her. I'm like, yeah, sweet, go, go do what yeah, you need goes as well. And on, I think that's a huge sign of a healthy relationship. I think when couples are together all the time and like, can't travel without each other, don't go on trips with friends without each other, or don't, like that's a big red flag to me that like something's out of balance. Yeah. So yeah. And I, that's something I've been really adamant about even before Brad and all my other relationships is like, you got to give me freedom to go do things on my own. And also you need to have a freaking life outside of me. Cause I can't be your everything. And I want to talk about that for a little bit because that's so important because I, me personally, when I was a cop, I wasn't that way. I was a, we need to be together all the time. And that's because of my past things and seeing, you know, being growing up on a sailboat, all these different things that I was like, oh, I need to be around you all the time. And I, and it had to do with abandonment stuff from as a kid and with parents. And as we know, it all links back to, uh, back to that. If you don't know, it does link all back. <laughs> it to does. That. Whether you, you want to believe it or not, it links, it links all back. So I had yeah. all these abandonment things and that. And so it was like, I needed to be around Kristen all the time. And so I never was doing my own thing. So literally I would, I would do my own thing during my days off when she was working, but as soon as I knew she was going to be home at four thirty-five, in my mind it was she wants me to be inside and ready to go and be with her when she gets home. Mm-hmm. I had this hardcore wiring in my brain of it, and then I've realized no, that actually has to do with the fact that my dad went to chiropractic school when I was a kid, when I was like four, and I didn't want him to leave. Mm-hmm. So if I can cling on; they won't leave. <laughs> So I had nothing to do with her. And once you recognize these things, and again, I recognize some of this stuff from trips, from being Mm -hmm. on my own and from actually going and traveling and going, hey, wait a second, this is fun. And then come back and she'd be like, hey, how did it go? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, hey, what did you get up to? And she's off doing her own thing, didn't even care about all of it. She just wanted to know I was safe during the whole trip. Yeah. And it's curious too, like where you go and what you can unlock. Like I remember in London when I went to... um, I went to the UK quite a bit because it's where I'm from originally. And 
Yeah. In London, they have all kinds. They're just more open there in a lot of ways. They're more open in relationships. They're more open sexually. They're more, you know, open when it comes to career. Um, like even like marriage, like I have a ton of family members and friends over there. They've been in partnerships for years, but like getting married is never the thing like it is in the States, mm. you know, like in the States, like if you're going to be with someone, you get married and over there, it's not like that. It's like, we're just together and that's just what it is. So they have all these different kinds of, um, similar culture to this U S but different in a lot of ways too. And so I would get into like meetup groups and go to like, uh, events and like check local community boards. And I would go and learn about these concepts within a culture that sees things differently. It's a lot easier to find access to those resources in a place like London or even in the UK in general, like they just have more spiritual shops everywhere, stuff like that. Than here in the States, right? Because I mean, where I grew up, there was like one metaphysical shop. And I grew up in a major city, the biggest city inside of the state, which was Virginia. So it, you can unlock different things about yourself, but you can also learn about different cultural elements that you want to learn about by traveling in a place where that's kind of normal for yeah. them yeah no it, it, it is and you learn again you learn so much about yourself and you learn so many new t tools and skills and you might learn that hey actually i don't like this but i do really like this so uh, and, and it's not something that i'm taught and where i'm from but it's something mm -hmm. that i can actually do so yeah it is it's so it's so important also i think even if you're traveling with other people to actually look for those things as well mm -hmm. and not be shy again to go off on your own if you have to or go hey let's go do this and actually speak up about things it's it's so yeah travel is one of those things and i i think for so many like i know for myself and from Kristen and that being in like a place like new zealand where to go anywhere besides maybe the south island which is awesome but we're the sides of we're the sides of the west coast mm -hmm. those three states um you can only you, know, you only see so much um, and we like to see those new cultures and learn those new things. And it has, it's been a massive struggle, you know, during the last couple of years around these, because we haven't been able to travel. So it's finding, and you know, we talked about in the beginning that we'd talk about this finding within your own place, those as well, you know, meeting new people that aren't, in, that aren't necessarily like minded like you and actually having an open conversation around their beliefs, their thoughts, their wants, their needs. So you can learn more and new intriguing things and expand things. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you have to consciously and consistently find, especially if you're restricted in any ways. And I'm a huge person that does not like to be restricted. So it's been a lot of hard work for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the, the back the back of my shirt says freedom right now, and it says it for a reason. But at the same time, having the lack of freedom in a way mm -hmm. gives you more freedom. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you start to look at things different. You start to look at how can I create freedom out of what I have. You know, we just came out of a five month lockdown as such here in Auckland, and all freedoms were taken. And instantly, I went into a dark place again, and I was like. And, you know, thinking back on it now, I, I did during it as well. I was like, wow, this is, I don't like this. And I was like, why? I was like, it's because all my freedoms are taken off. I'm very passionate about freedom. And so it's, it's one of those things that you have to find 
what you're passionate about in different ways as well, I feel. Mm-hmm. And being able, and when you travel or you do any kind of little job, even if the travel for you has to be because all you can do is walk down the road, shift the focus of, hey, I get to travel down the road. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's somebody around the world that can't travel down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very um, true. We still have that. Me and Brad still want to go on that Japan trip with yeah. you two. Someday when the world Someday. is open again. Someday, the galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah, no, the, like we talked about, we literally were talking about that just the other day. And so having those ambitious, those those goals for the future as well, even if you can't do them now, I think is really important. What do you think about that as well? Yeah, I think if you can only, you can only control what you can control. Hmm. So if you're limited, then okay, you're limited. And you just do what you can. You do the best that you can. We're pretty blessed that we live in Arizona now, uh, where it's pretty open, <laughs> you know, to whatever. Uh, but it, that is to say, like, we can't, you know, we had plans to go different places and just doesn't feel right, doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel aligned for us to go at the moment. And so we're just doing the best we can, you know, staycations, places close to home, um, getting out of the house, but still going and doing things. That's, that's the best you can do. And, um, and similarly, like from a solo perspective, I take myself out to coffee. I take myself out to do things, to uncover new places in my general area. And honestly, if I could travel, I might not be doing those as often because I'd be more focused on, Hey, we're going to Greece this year or whatever it is yeah so, no, it, it is it's so true eh? mm-hmm. always yeah. driving from that purpose and that you know why why do you need it why you know why are you wanting it and you'll start with one purpose and i can guarantee you'll find that there's about six different other things like levels of it that you're like holy cow i didn't realize that except for the fact that i just started with something um yeah and, you know, it comes back to that whole, you know, if you're able to do big trips in that as well, or, you know, if you're in your country and you haven't ever traveled around your country, well, go have a look. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I mean, I've traveled a lot. I grew up sailing around the world for five years. I have seen places I'm spoiled, more spoiled than probably most people, a lot of people on this planet when it comes to travel. Uh, and so for me, I, I, you know, I do travel and I love to travel, but my wife is really the driver of, Hey, let's go see this new, let's go to, you know, before the pandemic. And then it was like, let's go do all these things. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And you know, she'd plan them all and, and we do that. And then as I've gotten older and after I've done my trip and that, it's like, okay, cool. I want to see this and I want to see that and I want to go do this. And so there's two different dynamics there. So it's almost instead of, it's not a solo trip, but there's solo aspects to it where I go, I want to go do this. And then she'll come along and then she'll be like, I want to go do this and we'll go do this. And so it's, it's, it's bringing that in, but also taking, you know, right now, if you're only able to travel your country, like I am right now is go see it. There's mm-hmm. areas of New Zealand that I haven't seen before. Like last year, I wouldn't have done what we call the Burt Monroe, which is like the Sturgis of the Southern hemisphere. But because mm-hmm. I'm only allowed to travel my country, I took 20, I took 19 days and I traveled the country from one end pretty much to the other on my motorcycle. <laughs> so it's it, it you know find those different ways that you can do it that bring that brings that passion and you'll start to f- uncover things you know mm-hmm. i uncovered during that trip that you know i i listened to in tw- in 19 days i listened to i think it was like eight audiobooks 
just in my helmet, just let them roll. And I uncovered, you know, different things around, you know, learn new things, saw different things, um, experience new things. And so, you know, just let into that. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything else that you want to add Jasmine or last kind of words and adding around travel and the importance of it on how mm-hmm. to, you know, how it helps you not burn out or prevents the burnout or mm-hmm. helps you recover from it. I really think it helps you recover from the burnout mm. as in terms of never really used it as prevention, uh, but definitely recovery. Or if you just feel like, oh, good, I'm getting back to that like sticky, really, really stressed spot. then it's like, okay, maybe it's time to break. And they always say like, when you feel like you can't take a break is the moment you need to take a break the most. Oh, yeah. And I feel I'm this, oh, I'm so bad at this with travel. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm saying to Brad, like, I just need, I just, what if I just took a week off, but I can't. And then it's like, that's the moment I really should take a freaking week off, you know? So I'm not perfect either, but um yeah. I guess yeah. on that prevent on that prevention side because I use it for prevention. Mm-hmm. So when I refer to when I refer back if we refer back to what I was saying around like even if you're just going for a walk, think of that as travel. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I use it each. You know, when I used to commute to work all the time, I'm traveling to work. I'm doing a travel mm-hmm. period, and I'm on my motorcycle, which brings me joy. So mm-hmm. I love traveling by motorcycle. It's one of those just things mm-hmm. that just lights my ass up. Is, is actually going, okay, cool. Uh, you can probably hear my dogs barking. They like barking at people now. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you were traveling and when we're looking at different things, it's, it's if, we're, if we enjoy travel very much and we find that it really unlocks and, and overcomes burnout, if we can do it regularly, even if it's just once a week, just traveling to the coffee shop or, and we use that as a purpose of, hey, this is going to help me prevent my burnout it then shifts and changes us from, uh, and this is, this is where I get to with clients and that is it's like, they're like, Oh, holding out for that vacation and that two week vacation once a year. And I'm like, you should be doing that every day, every week, every month. There should be something that is lighting you up that you're doing that is, you know, and if that's travel, well, how are you traveling? Are you going mm-hmm. to see friends? Are you traveling across the city? Are you going to see something new? And that can help prevent that side of things. Um, on that what do you think about that yeah I mean and the word is important too it's like what does travel mean to you is travel just movement what is vacation to you is vacation just the idea that you get to turn it off and not feel guilty about it because mm-hmm. if so then yeah I'm going to go to the coffee shop for a little vacation I'm going to take yeah. a little vacation this weekend you know yeah. up, up, I'm in I'm in Phoenix so up to Sedona we're going to go on a little vacation this weekend or, you know, we're going to do a staycation, a vacation staycation where we're going to go rent a hotel for the night or an Airbnb for the night. And it just set it, when you set the intention, like, I'm just going to take off and not feel guilty about it. And I'm not going to answer my inbox and I'm not going to, you know, whatever it means for you. It's like, okay, well, yeah. How can you, how can you do that? And just use the same word. Yeah. <laughs> Which creates the meaning that we experience. So yeah, there you go. I think we kind of leave. Well, I think that that's a great place to kind of leave it because it is. It's so true. It's so true. Your intention creates everything. Yeah. Uh, well, Jasmine, thanks again. And for those that are listening, you know, I hope you got something out of that. 
around, you know, th- that last little bit is the biggest nugget, I think, <laughs> is one of the biggest nuggets. So it's, you know, the intention of what you're, of the words that you're using. Language is everything. It's, yeah. It creates our focus. It creates how we hold ourselves. It creates everything. Um, so, yeah. So, but get out there and give it a go. You know, let us know as well how you like it. What you, you know, what you got from it, what you got from us having a conversation is two friends talking about travel. Um, and you know, uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to add before we sign off? I don't think so. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Yeah, that's the one. Awesome guys. Well, remember we uh, are starting up a new season here in a few weeks that will be all first responders. Uh, and we're going to talk to first responders because as we know, the last few years has probably been extremely stressful for them. Whether you believe in them, whether you are against them, whether you are for them, doesn't really matter. I can guarantee you can probably relate that it's a stressful and sometimes terrible job, but it's also the best job in the world. I've done it. I have experience in it. Uh, so we're going to start interviewing them and figure out what it is that they do to help prevent themselves from burning out. Or if they are burning out, what we can help, you know, how they can shift patterns to be able to actually, you know, not to get out of that burnout, uh, when you're being under the pump all the time. So we can learn a lot from them because they are under the pump all the time. Uh, and you can take a lot away from it. So get ready for that. It's going to be a good season uh, around this. And if you do need any assistance, remember our email is team at create from uh, and yeah, we will help you find that why create productivity within yourself or wherever you want to and um, go from there. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon. And thank you again, Jasmine. Thanks for having me.